everybody, and welcome to The Snap, a Marvel Cinematic Universe recap podcast where we recap the latest and greatest of the MCU. I am your host, Kayla Joette, and with me today, I have my lovely um, co-host, video editor, um, uh, employee of the month every month from Uppercut, uh, Andrew Cogswell. Hello. Hello. I didn't know what to call you, like a coworker, a team member. I'm I'm coworker. Uh, I am I am the team husband. I am, yes. Um, uh, I wear many many hats. <laughs> many uh, hats and rings for for being a husband for four people. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's a lot of rings. It's a yeah. lot of rings. Question: Do you rotate? Like, do you wear the rings all in one hand at all times, or do you rotate mm-hmm. the ring? Like, like for like, this is my time with you. Did you take all the rings off and you just have my ring? No, I just got f- uh, four rings all on my one ring finger. Okay. Um, so I can't really move that finger too much because it goes over the joints. Right. Um, so yeah, I just got one stiff finger all the time. Um, I feel like that'd be a good weapon. <laughs> That's a good way to break my fucking finger. <laughs> no, the rings will protect it like a cast. Okay, you do that and let me know how it turns out. I will let you know how it turns okay. out. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so today we're going to be talking about the last five episodes of WandaVision, like wrapping up the whole story and the finale, talking about that, talking about, uh, some new things coming out in the MCU and chatting about, you know, the, the things that we are anticipating, um, yeah, the last episode that me and Andrew did together was Guardians of the Galaxy, yep. one of my faves. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, get into things. Um, yeah. yeah. So so yeah, if this is your first episode in a while, the way that we're going to do it is I'm reading the Wikipedia summaries um, of the episodes really quickly, and then we will kind of talk about each episode as I recap them, so we can try to get to the finale as soon as possible, because I know that's what y'all want to hear. Y'all want to hear um, what we thought about it. So um, before I get started, Andrew, is there anything you wanted to add or talk about? Um, No, I think I'm good. Let's jump into it. Let's jump in. Okay, so um, last episode we ended on we interrupt this program episode four so this is episode five that i'll be talking about it's called on a very special episode um this came out on february 5th um this was the um 1980s like early 90s setting and wanda and vision are struggling to stop billy and tommy from crying uh agnes offers to help look after the boys but vision questions her behavior Him and Wanda are interrupted when Billy and Tommy suddenly age up to five years old. When a dog appears at their house, the boys ask to keep it and Agnes suggests the name Sparky. Wanda almost reveals her abilities to Agnes concerning Vision while the boys age up again to 10 years old. At work, Vision reads an email from S.W.O.R.D. that reveals the the situation in Westview. He breaks through to a real Westview resident and learns that Wanda is controlling the town. S.W.O.R.D. sends a drone from the 1980s into Westview, which causes Sparky to run off. Hayward orders the drone to be used to kill Wanda, but she emerges from the barrier with it and warns Hayward to leave her alone. Agnes finds Sparky dead. Vision confronts Wanda about her actions, but they are interrupted when Pietro arrives. Watching the broadcast, Darcy knows that Pietro has been recast. Um, And then also a note 
the commercial from this episode um, advertises Lagos paper towels. Um, and it was for cleaning up a mess you didn't mean to make. So yeah, that was a really good episode. I think the mm-hmm. end of that episode when Pietro shows up, quote unquote Pietro, um, I think most Marvel fans were like, holy shit, what does this mean? Are we getting like a a multiverse? This is how it starts. And mm-hmm. it was so exciting and so cool. Um, but by the end of the series, uh, we kind of get slapped in the face on that. Um, <laughs> I, I know that Mar- they were trying to just like be funny, I guess. I don't know. Mm. It hurt my feelings a little bit. Um, <laughs> what did you think about that? Um, like the, like what happened in the season finale or like this episode? Just, in particular? So like p- with Pietro in general with, uh, um, Evan Peters. It sucks. Cause like it leaked that Evan Peters was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, like before the show started. Um, and like him showing up, I thought was neat. Um, especially because like in the first few episodes, they make reference to Ultron and Pietro and how like how much grief um, Wanda carries with her because of losing her parents, then Pietro, and then Vision. Um, I thought it was a cool way for uh, to show that she's still kind of dealing with grief. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I I, I liked it. Um, I thought it was fine. I also think how they resolved it was fine. I know I'm in the minority there, but. Yeah, I thought it was a it was a cool uh, cliffhanger to end on. Definitely, definitely one of the mm-hmm. better ones. Yeah, I, I, it, I, uh, it was the first time watching the series so far that I like audibly yelled when mm-hmm. I saw Evan Peters because I was like, "What does this mean? Oh my god, we're gonna get like an uh, X Men crossover, and we're gonna get like multiverse stuff popping up because of the multiverse of madness." And I had all these theories. Which, you know, we're going to get a multiverse of some kind that's going to happen, but it wasn't what I wanted, which is fine, though. I, I, I think that they knew what they were doing when they were like, we're going to just pull the rug out and make a funny, and that's fine. Um, I think this is kind of where fan theories kind of started going wild. Um, mm-hmm. And it sucks because, like, I loved the week-to-week format. I think that it worked perfectly for the show. But I think Marvel fans just, because of how streaming works now and being able to binge stuff and we've gotten so many things in movie form, I think that this particular cliffhanger, having the weak gap, was a bad thing for mm-hmm. fans yeah. because they just absolutely went buck wild. Um, yeah. And I, I think that caused a lot of people to be disappointed with the finale. With the finale. So I wanted to talk to you about that. I, I'll... Mm. I'll Put a pin in that because I do want to talk to you about fan theories um, okay. once we get okay. to the finale because I, I have like a question to bring up for you. Um, One thing I want to mention here, speaking of mm-hmm. speaking of fan, fan theories, um, this episode is where I called uh, Agnes being a bad person. Oh, uh, yeah. This I, is this is the it. episode that yeah that I called um, that I was like because well, like leading up to it, she was always kind of. She was a little suspicious, like she was getting progressive and more suspicious in the first four mm-hmm. episodes. But this is the one where I was like, she killed Sparky. Um, <laughs> yeah. She wants the boys to age up and she's encouraging it because she wants to siphon their powers. Like I called like all of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that was that was really excited about that. Yeah, I think uh, for for me, at least what was exciting about this episode is that like 
vision like see like we had all these theories and we were like okay agnes is sketchy something's up there like hayward is sketchy something's up there and then this episode kind of brought it all together of like yes we're right like visions visions onto it like let's go vision come on like you got yeah. this um and then i think that was my favorite part was that like vision would be like well agnes is here again with something we exactly need right on time kind of mm-hmm. kind of sketchy like okay um yeah. also just the, the the whole twins thing um with them aging up over and over again mm-hmm. and then the next episode we're gonna actually see them use their powers for the first time was really mm-hmm. cool because we had been like already talking a lot about like is it gonna be like the twins that are they're gonna be in, like a young avenger setting um mm. things like that you know more more fan theories uh that yep. are not coming true but it's okay because it's still a lot of fun um i th- i think that like kind of like going off what you said i think this was kind of the beginning of the end of the show like this is where the pieces started falling into place mm-hmm. um, more so than the first four episodes, which was a lot of exposition and like setting up the parts. I think this is where the show finally starts to barrel towards the end, um, mm-hmm. which I like because I also liked like when Vision starts getting clues like, hey, something's wrong um, right. and this isn't working how it's supposed to be working. Um, and we kind of got that like at the end of the previous episode with Gerald, like Monica playing Geraldine and stuff, but like. This is like, is it where it finally starts to kick off and like you start moving towards the end game of the series. Right. And then also, I guess uh, in the next few episodes, you'll see this too. But I, I think on the note of Agnes being a a bad guy, right. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I was under the impression for a while that she was doing everything, but she still wasn't right. Like she was not a good person, but like, she actually wasn't the one who was like orchestrating everything. It really was Wanda through it, through it all the whole time. Um, I mean, she wasn't, she wasn't, I think it was like a com. I, I think it's fair to say it's a combination of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Like Wanda created the hex and therefore the world and the cast, um, the casting for all the residents. But Agnes is also pulling a lot of strings um, as it kind of like reveals later on. Um, in episode seven yeah mm-hmm, um yeah that you know she she's very much responsible for a lot of the actions that happened in westview um right that were out of wanda's control so i think it's fair i think it's fair to say it's kind of both of them both of them uh, okay. working together yeah okay um anything else from this episode that we want to talk about before we move on to the next one, which was a really fun episode. I like the Halloween special. I have, I have a lot of things to say about Hayward in general, but I kind of want to save it to the end. <laughs> okay, um, we'll save it. We'll save it. But Hayward continues to be a dick in this episode. Yeah, Hayward has always been sus, and yeah, I'm so glad that he is figured out for what he is. He sucks. Yeah. Um, I do want to say. Which episode was it that Hayward shows her breaking in and stealing the body? Was it this one or the next one? No, I think it was earlier. I think it's earlier. It was so it's it it, it happened in one of these like three episodes, four, five, or six, and at yeah. that point, I think everybody was under that impression that that's what was happening because I 
I mentioned on the last episode how like I didn't think that at first and then I did see a TikTok that was like hinting at that that his, like it was his corpse like floating around in the world and I was like that is so fucked um yeah. it's crazy uh and I just realized like does that ever get no we'll get to it. we'll get to it. I'm thinking I'm just like my brain's doing these things where it's like rolling the motions but like yeah. I don't think like Darcy or any of them found out about the 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 vision right like the like the new vision. vision yeah um because they didn't no, know like we knew off camera and then mm -hmm. hayward and his his crew did it and like he yeah. sent him in sorry i'm getting to... so off topic here <laughs> no i think i think everyone realized that like darcy um monica because like they see vision fighting new vision at the oh, end yeah in the yeah finale. that makes sense the only person yeah. who wouldn't have seen it would be jimmy but I have no doubt that he figured it out because he's love, at love the end guy. as well, like yeah. when stuff happens. So, okay, yeah. I'm just, my, I'm just like, wait, hold on. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's let's go. Let's go on. Let's talk about the Halloween yeah. episode, which was one of my favorites. I think of Same. the series. It's really I think it fun. is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> also, it was the like 1990s setting, so you get like mm -hmm. a lot of Malcolm in the Middle going on there. Just really cool. I just <laughs> finished a Malcolm in the Middle rewatch like yeah. of the series. Um, so I I think that's why I particularly like this episode because I love Malcolm in the Middle. Um, I also like Halloween episodes in shows. I, so same. I think overall, like this is my favorite episode. I it's feel also, like, like shit sorry. happens. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens, but I feel like isn't it's like a well known thing of like the '90s having a lot of like Halloween episodes in their like shows. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you remember? the episode the really scary episode of boy meets world the halloween episode I, no i don't oh my god it is so scary i i remember watching it as a kid and being like like i am terrified right now but like every single like disney show or like anything like that they always had a halloween episode and it was really fun mm -hmm. um anyway that's Re what this real is quick. Real, <laughs> yeah, yeah. real quick before we move on to this episode okay we didn't talk about wanda coming out of the hex with the drone Oh, right, right. So it mentioned that it in, a, in part, a minute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That part ripped. Um, that part was really cool. She, like, come, like, she comes out. They've all got her guns trained on her. And she's, she's like, I'm not a, or like, they're like, we're not a threat to you. And she's like, you're pointing guns at me. Yeah. Um, just fucking leave me alone. <laughs> and yeah, it was just cool to see her kind of step out of reality, or like the reality she created and become like uh, cognizant of. Mm -hmm. The world outside of her, like she knows it exists, um, and she just wants to be left alone. Like I think that was a really cool moment. I mean, was it groundbreaking? No, but I thought it was cool. It was well done. It was cool. I love that she came yeah. out like in her in her fit, you know, yeah. and yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a. And then when she turns the guns on Hayward, mm. that was great. We love that. Yep, we love that. Um, okay, yeah. So episode six, all new Halloween spooktacular. Um, this was out on February 12th. Um, in a late 1990s, early 2000s setting, Wanda wants to spend Tommy and Billy's first Halloween together as a family, but Vision tells her that he is going to patrol the streets with the neighborhood watch. Pietro, and I love how uh, Wikipedia keeps putting Pietro in quotes, like quotations. Yep. Uh, Pietro offers to step in as a father figure and takes the boys trick-or-treating, causing mischief with his super speed, which Tommy is revealed to have inherited. 
Uh, meanwhile, Vision explores further away from their house and finds residents of Westview standing frozen in their positions, including Agnes. Vision speaks to Agnes's real self, and she tells him that he that he is dead. Outside Westview, Hayward orders Monica, Darcy, and Jimmy to leave the base for disagreeing with his decision to attack Wanda, but they sneak inside. They hack into his computer and discover that he has been tracking Vision's vibranium signature, Sketchball. Um, Vision tries to push through the static wall, and but he but when he comes out, he begins to disintegrate. Billy senses this and tells Wanda, who expands the hexagonal static wall. Vision, Darcy, and several sword agents are enveloped by the new boundary. Um, and then the the commercial is a claymation commercial during the WandaVision program that ad- advertises the Yo Magic yogurt. Um, yeah, this episode was awesome. There were so yeah. many cool things about this episode that I loved. Um, the twins getting their powers, which was the powers that the actual twins in the comics get. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot. There's so many things in this episode that um, you can see visions like really onto it and he's gonna figure it out mm-hmm. um i do want to point out when he like uh messed with agnes right while she was driving and he mm-hmm. was like messing with her i i knew and other people had to catch this too i knew that she that like that was all fake like i could tell mm-hmm. that she was acting because why would all the other residents around her be standing still while she is like driving her car you know like she's doing something and then just the whole way that she went about it was so it just seemed so fake she did the witch laugh too you know um Mm -hmm. i was just like you you're up to something and i know that you are also agnes is neighbors with vision and wanda why is she all the way on the the boundaries exactly Um, because she was probably spying on vision trying to see what he was up to i don't think she was necessarily spying on vision i think she was i think she was encouraging like she was she placed herself there to encourage him to explore outside the hex Mm -hmm. um like she knew he was figuring it out and so she put herself there as like a plant and knew that he would mind tap her and be like and then she'd be able to be like, you're dead. And like that, I mean, if somebody tells you you're dead in like real life, it's going to shatter your reality and you're going to want to figure out what oh, the yeah. hell's going on. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I think it was, I think it was part of her plan to push vision out and to, um, cause a, a rift between Wanda and, uh, vision to where Wanda was like, Hey, like I can't, I can't maintain this reality. And Agnes can be like, well, give your power to me. I'll, I'll help you. Right. Right. Kind of that thing. makes sense. So that's a, I think that's that was her end goal there. Yeah. Um, I also want to say that my head also did like a, huh? When vision did step out of the boundary and mm-hmm. like Hayward said that she had stole the body parts. So how come when he stepped out, he didn't just like fall apart. He actually was like disintegrating. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hmm, like, that I, I asked myself that. I was like, that's a little weird. Why isn't he just like falling into pieces? Um, which makes sense now, uh, as we know. Yeah. That he was not it was not the body stolen. Um but yeah. So it, in in my mind, like with the whole in relation to the whole body thing, mm-hmm. is that Wanda had the body and like had it somewhere in the house just as a means to have it. But vision was always just an illusion. Like it wasn't a reanimated actual body. No, so she didn't take in, the body. 
I, I know, but like whenever we were watching, like when oh, before oh, we knew oh, she didn't oh, take the okay. body. Okay, okay, um, I see what you're saying. Before, yeah, before we knew she didn't take the body. Uh, my 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 thought process to kind of like deal with Vision trying to leave the hex was he was always an illusion. His okay. body is just somewhere in Westview, like be safe, and Juan is hiding it mm-hmm. uh, to protect it. Okay, so that's yeah. when he started falling apart. I was like, oh yeah, the illusion's breaking. He's getting too far away. Like, yeah. So it made, it made sense for me, but I can totally see if you thought that vision was actually the reanimated body mm-hmm. um, like if you read it that way i could totally see like how, how you came across it like i get that completely mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah and I, just another whole layer of um how fucking awesome wanda and her chaos magic is which chaos magic isn't brought up yet but um the way mm. that they're tracking vision's vibranium signature and he is a part of her like creation and he was even though he was created from this part of the mind stone with her magic he still had a vibranium signature that just shows you how fucking powerful wanda is Mm, uh, that she could do that um that is just really cool um yeah i loved the kids getting their powers and like running around Mm -hmm. the town i don't know if you noticed this I noticed it as as I was watching, and then I also watched a few like YouTube videos, and they talked about this too. But mm-hmm. there is a scene um, when they start trick or treating where she talks to Herb for a second, and he's like reporting, like he's got gets a phone call, and he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm hearing that all the pumpkins got smashed." And then after he says it, the pumpkins are getting smashed, and he's like, "And then there's silly string everywhere." And then after he says it, they like silly string everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting that like it really did feel like a scripted thing and that they all of the people were in on it kind of not in on it but like it was a scripted way things were supposed to go because he was Mm. calling it out before it was actually happening um so i thought that was really cool and something yeah i didn't think about that that is interesting yeah because that's what it was i mean the people directly around her it was a play. It was like, I, mm. I think we like to think of it as like, they're just going with emotions, but they have scripts. <laughs> they, they do what they have to do every day. I mean, that was yeah. all that was Agnes walking in previous episode and saying, do you, do you want to run that again? I get the yeah. baby. Do you want to run that again? You know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, at the end, uh, Darcy gets swooped into the, the hex. Mm. So she makes a great character in the next episode. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. This is the only time in the series I care about. I cared about Darcy, because um, mm-hmm. I don't like Darcy. Um, oh, that's fucked up. I think she, I think she's kind of obnoxious. Um, <laughs> that's but, the thing. That's kind of like I feel like this. So I feel like the next episode is really actually funny for Cat Dennings because she was in a sitcom in the two thousands, and like that mm-hmm. very much was her character of. Like she's just. I feel like she's good at doing sitcoms. Like she's good at like being that girl and like having a laugh you know um, yeah it works for i just her. i just get so tired of like the archetype of like nerdy character who is obnoxious um it's just a tr- tired trope for me like one of my one of the things that grates me the most if if anybody says like what does that mean in english or like i don't speak nerd like it's so fucking played out mm-hmm. um as a trope that like her yeah her character just grates on me because like she's a she's just obnoxious she's kind of obnoxious but she's super smart and is snarky and she's like the snarky smart person like i hate the trope so um that's just a me that's thing that's fine you could be a darcy uh, hater 
It's fine. <laughs> but like whenever, like whenever take she my did wedding get ring off. Up. Take my wedding ring off, Andrew. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, but whenever she gets like hit by the hex, I was like, huh. Well, wonder what's gonna happen because I think they'd already mentioned. Yeah, they've already mentioned that like um, Monica's DNA had changed. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. of, of going, so I was like, "Ooh, what's going to happen to Darcy?" Um, and as like a comic fan, like, "Oh, like Monica's DNA changed." Okay, we're leaning towards her getting her powers, whereas like Darcy, as far as I know, doesn't have any ever, and might not even exist in the comics. Um, yeah, I don't think she does. I think she was. Yeah, I think she's an original. Um, yeah, so yeah, she might be in there now that after she got introduced in the MCU, but. Yeah, so I was like, okay, what's going to happen? Like, what are they doing here? Um, it turns out absolutely nothing. Yeah, um, I think anybody who had only been into the the hex one that like one once. only time, yeah. they're fine. Like, they're not you. Yeah. You don't really have anything to worry about. But the fact that Monica mm-hmm. had already gone in and out, like that, like doubled her mm-hmm. exposure, and then she forced herself in again was like, yeah, that was a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Um, anything else um, crazy happen? She she does she does kind of piss off on Pietro because he keeps mm. making comments. He says something under the lines of like, "What what are they gonna do? Kill your dead husband twice?" Which like he actually did already die twice. Oh well. Mm. Um, and she she was not happy about that and just kind of like threw him. Um, mm. so no more Pietro. We don't like him anymore. That's so like now that I know like now that we know how the series ends. I just don't understand why Pietro would make that comment because his whole thing was to again cause a rift between Wanda and Vision. And that doesn't really cause a rift, it's just to make her angry. Mhm. And so like I don't know I don't understand why he would have said that as far as like his implanted motivation from Agnes. Yeah, I think maybe he was just a really bad actor. I think that he Maybe. they like gave him like Agnes gave him a role to play and yeah. he just wasn't Didn't really very good at it. I mean he wasn't very good at it in general because of the way he was like he said out loud to her, like, I'm just here to mess things up with you and the husband. Like, you're not supposed to say that, dude. Like, keep it to yourself. Like if I were well, Agnes and I heard that, I'd be like, Shut up. Well, like now that I'm thinking about it too, like Agnes doesn't know anything about Pietro, like as a person. Like Aaron Taylor the Johnson Pietro, like he she doesn't know Right, him. right. Uh, in his personality so she's probably just riffing um yeah so that makes sense okay yeah um anything else about this episode that we want to chat about she does dress up as a scarlet witch which is in vision yeah, has, like, like her classic vision yeah yeah which is really um, cool. billy and tommy are wearing their outfits as well yeah it was just a really fun episode it was a good episode yep yeah. cool you want to move on yes Cool. So episode seven, Breaking the Fourth Wall. Uh, this came out on February 19th, um, and we have a mid to late 2000s setting. Wanda decides to have a day to herself, and Agnes agrees to babysit Tommy and Billy. Wanda sees various parts of her house constantly changing and is unable to control them. Vision wakes up to find the sword agents inside the boundary and are now members of a circus. He releases Darcy from the spell, and she tells Vision about his death and the events that led to the current situation. Outside of Westview, Monica and Jimmy meet with loyal sword personnel, uh, quote unquote, uh, and obtain a vehicle that should be able to cross the barrier. When this is unsuccessful, Monica decides to enter herself. She passes through the static wall and emerges with seemingly heightened vision. When Monica confronts Wanda, Agnes tells her to leave and takes Wanda to her house. 
Wanda looks for the boys in the basement and discovers a strange lair. Agnes introduces herself as a witch named Agatha Harkness, called it, um, mm. and reveals that she has been interfering with Wanda, including by sending the Pietro imposter and killing Sparky. Um, a commercial during WandaVision program advertises Nexus antidepressants. Um, and we get a really cool end uh, music musical scene of uh, of Agnes being like, it was Agatha all along. It's a bop. It's great. Um, and it's the first episode. Episode seven was the first episode to actually have an end credit scene, like a post credit scene uh, mm-hmm. where it's not mentioned on here, but basically... Um, Monica goes looking for Wanda around the house and then Pietro man who is not really Pietro pops up on her and says snoopers be snooping or something like that and then we Snoop, assume snoopers he, gonna snoop yeah snoopers gonna snoop and we assume that he like takes her or something yes um so that again great episode um mm. yeah it was a mock of like all the 2000s humors a lot of the like the was very modern family modern family the office mm. things like that where like you had a lot of those like interview moments where the character would Mm -hmm. like interview with the camera um which is really funny because there is a little scene where uh the person and it's revealed to be agatha but the person's like do you think that you deserve all of this (laughs) and wanda's like you're not you're not supposed to talk which is such an office thing like that is such a thing that would happen on the office yeah um um, yeah, yeah, th- yeah, yeah. So this is where, yeah, this is where we get Agatha. And again, like I was like, okay, cool, got it. Oh, killed Sparky, got it. Um, and so for me, like this was kind of a, it was satisfying just being like, okay, I see where this is headed now. Um, and especially like when she goes down into the basement and like it, like the show does a really cool thing with aspect ratio. Um. I was about to mention that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When it's in the real real world, it goes to uh, 16.9 and stuff like that. Um, And so as she's walking down the stairs, like, it slowly shifts. And, like, I love that shit. Yeah. Um, And so, like, that is the last time we see Wanda, quote unquote, in the reality of the hex. Right. Like, is when she's in Agatha's, like, kitchen or whatever. Um, I was not expecting to see Billy and Tommy ever again after this episode. I <laughs> thought either, those two honestly. were dead. Yeah. Uh, um, also, this is the episode where we get the uh, aerospace engineer that Monica talked about yeah. a few episodes previously so, that everyone lost their collective shit about. Well, we so we all were like, "Ooh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be like the Fantastic Four lead up. That's what it's gonna mm. be, you know." But mm. even better, um, I think the theory that it were that they were scrolls um is a true theory it was never confirmed except you do get there is an end credit scene later on um but it was like they were loyal to her and her mother they were scrolls they were definitely scrolls like i think everybody interesting kind of put that together i um, actually didn't i didn't pick that one up on that yeah. at all That's interesting. yeah yeah so because we know that hayward he had mentioned there was like a like there there was some mention of Hayward like blaming scrolls for something so like we there is a heavily heavily uh, implied that Hayward does not like the scrolls so for these to be set up as sword agents who are very loyal to her uh, mm-hmm. where sword is directly under Hayward they were scrolls they were definitely scrolls and they were hooking her up i mean they think about how like sword 
up to, like up top the aerospace engineers all the the scrolls that were up there with nick fury right um it just makes sense um yeah did you did you see the end credits of the finale yeah okay just making sure yeah uh so i think i think that's what that was that were scrolls um which is cool um mm-hmm. Yeah, I did want to talk when you said about the the changing of the like aspect ratio and stuff um, mm. of the screen. I as soon as that happened, I felt like I was watching a Marvel movie. Like as soon as she mm. stepped under the layer, and we got a lot of like you see the dark hold book, you see all the different colors, and like it felt that is where to me I was like, oh, I'm watching a Marvel film where like. <laughs> Up until then, it was it was it was something different. It was still Marvel, but it was something different, and it was fun. But like, as soon as the screen changed and she was walking into Agatha's air, I was like, "Oh mm. shit!" And which did go into the next episode, and the one after that, they felt very MCU um, traditional. So, so, like, as somebody who like does film for a living, there's there's a couple of reasons why that probably happened for you. Um, as she's walking down the basement, not only does the aspect ratio change, but how they light things changes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the other episodes are very traditional, like well, at least when they're in the because they're very traditional, like TV lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as she steps down, it's a lot more cinematic uh, lighting. A lot of darks are really darks, a lot of shadows that you don't see on a lot of TV unless it's like HBO stuff. Right. Um, but because we've been working with sitcoms for so long, like. That's all brightly lit almost all the time. And even like at nighttime, things are still brighter than normal on sitcoms. Um, So like that's probably helped change that tone for you um, Mm -hmm. and like flip that switch in your head because, yeah, it went to a much more cinematic lighting style. And like even the way if I remember correctly, even the way it's like color graded, um, it it's a much more cinematic approach to color grading than just like trying to make everything look smooth and like well lit and perfect all the time um yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah um but i think that's the like when she first starts to step down the basement like i was like okay here we go this is this is where we're kind of going to start popping off again like towards the finale i think this is another stage where like it really pushes it forward into like into the rest of the show kind of like what i said with episode five as a whole pushing it pushing the series to its finale i think this moment the moment the end of seven is like okay we are like at the end like this is mm-hmm. just it's all rising action from here right um like we're um, we're, we're, we're about to hit the climax um, i will say uh to the commercial showing the nexus antidepressants was the first time that we got any hint of like chaos magic technically being like talked mm-hmm. about because isn't that like what nexus is basically so nexus it's, i had a, i had a look into this um nexus refers to people um so mm-hmm. if a nexus individual acts as a linchpin for uh multiple realities so uh in the comics from what i understand scarlet like scarlet witch is a nexus individual whereas she can go from um she kind of anchors the uh the comic universe so not it's not 616, that's the that's the MCU. It's um whatever the number the code for the Marvel Universe. Like she it revolves kind of around her. Um and if she moves to another reality, she still retains like herself mm-hmm. um and her memories. That makes um, sense. 
And but the, in, in whatever reality she moves into, there is another Nexus individual there that kind of anchors that reality. Interesting. Um, from what I understand. Um, okay. Yeah, because I know does, that there's ties from with the Nexus to Chaos Magic. I think it's just the fact that she can wield it. Is yeah. how she can like do that and like mm-hmm. go to the other universe. I don't know. Again, I don't read the comics. I should. I really. I got a Marvel subscription, like unlimited subscription. I can read them. Ooh, I just let me let me let me, let me let's talk after. This. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Let's let's, let's talk let's after. Chat. This. Okay. <laughs> um. What else? We got a lot of stuff happening here. We had yep. um. Monica gets her powers, which are super. Mm-hmm. Awesome. She has not one, but two superhero landings that she does. Uh, you know, when they I'm like cu- land and their their knees mm-hmm. up and ones down and they do the yeah, you know. The ground punchy. Yeah. Um I really want to see them lay out exactly what her powers are because they don't actually really say it. They kind of just show it, which is fine. Right. But I mean, obviously she's gonna be in Captain Marvel too. Like that's there's there's no way around that. I think they right. even said that. Um but I'm excited for them to actually lay out like, okay, here is like the limit of her power. This is what she can do because um, right, we don't really right. see that. It's just this is the thing she can do. This is the thing, and they're so quick. Like she gets so little screen time in the last half of the season compared to the first half, um, and it sucks. Honestly, right. it's the way they treat the, the way Monica is, is kind of handled in the last half of the season is a bummer. Um, because, yeah, she goes from being, like, kind of a very important role and, like, played up to be important to kind of just falling into the background the last half. Yeah, I'm also um, interested to see what her actual powers are. Um, I'm I'm on the, like, marvelfandom.com that shows, like, mm-hmm. what she has in the comics. And I think all they've really shown in little bits from Marvel, uh, I mean, from WandaVision, was um, she has um, energy absorption. She can absorb mm-hmm. energy given her own energy form is of the right type. Um, so that's also, I'm like, does, cause she was using chaos magic. Did she absorb any of that? Uh, I don't know. Um, hyper cosmic awareness, um, which we mm-hmm. saw that happening. Um, energy blasts. I feel like w- when she f- like flew to the ground and like had the, the superhero punch, you know, you saw there was like a blast of energy. Um, mm-hmm. she's supposed to have like speed, flight, invisibility, which we didn't see any of that. So I guess we'll see what happens mm-hmm. in the future. Um, I feel like she has a, mm-hmm. a lot of comparisons to Captain Marvel, almost even like more things going on than Captain Marvel. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully yeah. some cool shit. Um, um, trying to, so yeah, we get the Agatha all along song. I want to talk about that. Cause like. Again, like, like kind of like being a uh, Darcy hater. Like, I thought the song was fine. I don't know why it blew up the way it did. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just it felt it felt weird after like the moment, like the reveal that she was Agatha, and like all these bad things are happening. It felt weird to like do this like almost comedic break, mm-hmm. um, and kind of killed that pacing for me and like that that tension. Um. Yeah, I didn't care for it. I thought it was. Oh, I loved it. A weird. So, cho- I thought it was a weird choice. Yeah, I. Catherine Hahn is just amazing. Uh, she's so. Oh, funny. I love her. She's a great character. I love her. So I, I love that she got her own little because she. It was. I guess it was her way of being like, yeah, like she has been running the show, 
but also so have I. And I want my intro song too. So I'm going to give it to, mm. you know, I'm going to have it. And also just yeah. showing off like those little moments from episode one to now of like things she's been doing in the background. Like I just loved it. And I thought it was such a, it was just catchy. It was fun. I love, I love the tune. I want to like dance to it every day. You know, so it's been a good though. Yeah. I, I don't see like, I'm trying to think now, like, would there have been a better place to put it? Like, but the beginning of the next episode, like, it wouldn't have fit there at all. No, yeah, um, because you're, because like, I, like what we were talking about with the the way that they switch um into the filming, the way that they mm. started episode eight, I thought was fucking perfect. And if they would have put that mm. little like there, it would have thrown off the energy. I think um, from the yeah, start no, I, of that I agree. Um, yeah. I'm really excited about Sparky. the next episode. She did she it. She did kill Spark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got into my rose bushes. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so kind of like going back to episode five where I was like, yeah, this is where I started like suspecting Agatha being the problem. Like she clearly wants these boys to age up. Um, yeah. And so my like I, at, you know, I wasn't as hard on the Mephisto bandwagon as a lot of other people. Oh, I was. I thought we would at least get like a, a casual reference to him. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't think we'd see him, but my impression was that like Agatha was working for him, so yes. that she was trying to age the boys up to like maturity in order to break them down and return the soul to Mephisto, mm-hmm. uh, which is a whole thing. Um, a whole thing. So that that well, was kind of like when that was another reason I started suspecting her is like she killed Sparky. Yeah, <laughs> the boys wanted to to grow. Wanda said no. Agatha looked upset. <laughs> like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think I have gone through so many waves of theories of like, um, mm. are the boys real? Are they not real? Are they mm. literal spawn of Satan, as Pietro called them, uh, fake Pietro, yeah. where like they are a form of Mephisto? Because that's also in the comics. Like, is she mm-hmm. going to like use them to, you know, I, I had all these Mephisto comic, like um, the, these theories, um, which yeah. we didn't get. And again, I'm going to talk to you at the end a little bit about fan theories um because i'm not mad at the way that they ended the show at all but i you know i think what we did is we hyped up this so much and i think um on my previous episode chris had mentioned like it's disney like are they really gonna give us like the devil (laughs) for like a show because it is the mcu but it's also disney um yeah so that's a good question i don't know if we will get mephisto but he has been heavily hinted to be in the multiverse of madness so maybe yeah i think we i think we get him and or nightmare um yeah yeah i think i don't think there's a way that we don't with the introduction of billy and tommy i don't think there's a way they could not bring in mephisto and like i said i wasn't expecting him to make an appearance in the show like i kind of was hoping for just like kind of like how when they first introduced that and i was like it was just like the back of his head yeah um i was expecting something like that um but not like no actor cast, you know, they could change it whenever they wanted kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So um, let's roll. Episode eight. Episode eight. This is a long one. This is the first one that was like a 45 minute long episode, which was great. Um, second to last episode is called Previously On, um, aired February 26th. Um, in Salem in 1693, a coven of witches led by her mother, Evanora, attempt to kill Agatha for practicing dark magic, but she drains their life forces. In the present, Agatha demands to know how Wanda is controlling Westview and forces her to relive key moments of her life. 
Agatha learns that Wanda has had magical abilities since she was a child, which were later amplified by the Mind Stone, and that she has always enjoyed watching various sitcoms. After the blip, Wanda visited Sword to recover Vision's body, but Hayward refused to let her bury him. Unable to feel any life in Vision, she drove to a lot in Westview that he had bought her before her before his death so they could live there together. And I just cry all day. That was so sad. Um, mm-hmm. In a fit of grief, she manifested a house on the lot in a new version of Vision and extended the hex across the entire town. Agatha concludes that Wanda possesses a legendary form of magic called Chaos Magic and dubs her the Scarlet Witch. In a mid credit scene, Hayward reactivates the Vision, uh, the now all-white reassembled original body. Um, a lot to unpack. A There's lot a to lot unpack. to unpack. <laughs> I was just about to say that. There's so much in this episode that like yeah. works so incredibly well. Oh, um, yeah. I said the Halloween episode might be my favorite, but it might actually be this. Yeah, this um, one was was just being able to like take the theme of the show that everybody's talked about about grief and what Wanda like we knew before WandaVision happened we knew that Wanda is like one of the like one of the saddest stories like of just she, she's had so much happen to her in in the stories that we've like heard um mm. but being able to like see it all um also learning that she did already have magic which implies which implies that mutants are a thing um because that's essentially what that was is like a mutant thing where like she already had some form of magic and then the exposure to something else amplified her powers i think that has a lot of uh saying for itself about some mutants and um maybe getting some x-men in the future i will just put that there now Mm. um i'm jumping ahead i do want to talk about salem i thought that was so cool (laughs) to see like the witches and it's a different witch trial than we're used to hearing about Right, mm. we're used to like pitchforks and oh, let's kill all the witches. But instead, it was her own coven, including her mother, that was like, "You did something bad." Like your own coven and your mom is like, "No, no." Like, what were you dealing with to do that? You I, know. So this is this this is the scene that really I think falls apart. Um, I like the scene. Don't get me wrong. I think it's yeah. a, I think it's a great scene, but I think it is the scene that suffers the most from the now extended de- uh, delay to uh, Multiverse of Madness. Because mm-hmm. originally this was supposed to come out and then like a month and a half later Multiverse of Madness was supposed to come out. Oh. But now we have to wait over a year. Right, right, um, right. So I think the st- stuff with the Coven and Salem I think is really interesting and like starts to paint that picture of who and like who Agatha is as a character and her motivation but it doesn't deliver on it um Mm -hmm. it's just uh, it's just a lot of vague talk which i get if you're gonna get the answer soon but like we have over a year to wait which isn't obviously marvel's fault it's covid's fault but i think it makes in the moment it makes agatha a weaker character and a weaker villain and she gets she gets the same problem that like almost every marvel villain has had is that she's just fairly Mm one-dimensional um and it sucks because like she could have been so cool uh in the moment had we had multiverse come out right, soon. Right. Because uh, right. ideally we would have had a trailer for multiverse like right after WandaVision ends. Um and then and probably have an Agatha tease in it. You know what I mean? Um because yeah. I think she's coming back. She's got to. Um and 
because like she's she's obviously she yeah you like you said she betrayed her coven we don't know how or why and yeah there's just so many little things there that are missing and because they're not gonna be resolved anytime soon like i'm always gonna think of until that movie comes out i'm gonna think of wanda not wanda um agatha as like just another marvel villain whereas yeah. like Catherine hahn incredible she does an incredible performance but that just killed any like momentum that character had and it sucks yeah no um i agree in the sense that um i think that it left a lot of open questions that we are not going to get answered until the movie comes out like Mm -hmm. of what she was working with there are theories that like she was working with trying to revive mephisto and got these Mm -hmm. dark powers from the dark hold and such and that is how that is why she was expelled basically is because they were like that's not good that's the bad witch um and which could have been a really cool thing for them to bring up in episode nine but it's fine we will have to wait until the multiverse of madness to maybe see that um so i think that's like the implication they want you to read into is like something to do with the dark hold she wants some sort of like she did some sort of dark magic like that's like the logical conclusion but just like the fact that there's nothing at the end like no carrot on the end of the stick i'm not asking to be spoon-fed like that's not what i want at all Mm -hmm. but it just because there's nothing at the end of like this string of oh what happened like there's no even like indication of it it's just not there yeah you know what i mean it's not even just like it's a bad yeah it's not like it's it's a bad it's a bad like tease there's literally nothing and to people who aren't super vested in the mcu or comics or anything like that to like a casual watcher it's gonna be like okay yeah like whatever it sucks because like I don't think she's going to end up like that. But like, as of now, she's just, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, we'll see, I guess. I'm also just like, will we see her again? Because of the way that things were like left off in season, I mean, in episode nine, we'll see, I guess. I guess we will see. Um, uh, We get to see a lot of, again, key moments in um, Wanda's life, which... Mm-hmm. led to her grief and led to the the hex happening we see her as a child um i thought it was so funny that pietro was like kept loudly talking and <laughs> uh, agatha was like we're right here like calm down uh we yeah. can hear you <laughs> so that was funny um we see you know the bomb hit and not go off which we always just thought that it just never went off it was just like a a fluke um but then it is implied that she actually used magic on it to make it mm. not explode which is really cool because then you're like oh my gosh she already had the magic um yeah, she had like it's like the beginning of harry potter you know yeah. what i mean like before he knows he's a wizard like oh he removed the glass and dudley fell in it's kind of like that kind mm-hmm. of, it's like that incidental magic right which was super fun. Um, mm-hmm. The scene that we see next where she joins up with a terrorist organization, um, she's radicalized and they have her um, exposed to the, um, what are the, it's, it's the mind snow, but what do they call it? It's like the um, Loki's, um, what is it fucking called? Scepter. Thank you. I'm, like, scepter. What is, I'm like, what is the yeah. word for scepter? Um, the scepter yeah. is in there and they had mentioned that no other person exposed to it like they all died basically and she didn't even 
step near it. She was by the entrance of the door and we see on our end the Mind Stone fly out of it, go directly to her, and then we see this mm-hmm. vision of what she will be in the future. You get this like outline mm-hmm. of the Scarlet Witch and that scene is so fucking awesome. She passes yeah. out and then we see on their end the the people who are like organizing everything, the stru- Strucker, right? Um, that they don't see any of that. That, that, that footage did not happen for mm-hmm. them. Um, yep. So that was crazy and really cool. I I'm still I just have so many questions that like maybe like a comic comic person can help me out with that just like what like is it just because she was destined to be the Scarlet Witch that the Mind Stone was like ooh I want to see you like how what is the Mind Stone um what is it so, uh I, what so, is the word I'm trying to look for. I, I I know what you're saying. Okay, okay. I, I, I got and I think like I have what I think is the answer, and I don't know if they'll ever go into it, but like in my mind, this is how it works. So the mind stones are created, or the like not mind stones, but the infinity stones, infinity stones were created from like the the core parts of the universe when it was first created, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and like so, to me, the mind stone and all the stones are like kind of look for power. Um, it's kind of like um. Kind of like the ring from Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's it wants to be found, um, and like re- not so much like the ring that it wants to be found, but like it reacts to power. It acknowledges power. Um, so M- Wanda, with her latent abilities, um, and they are obviously of the mind, um, with her ability to you know mind control and stuff like that. Um, I think the Mind Stone was just kind of attracted to that. Mm-hmm. You know. It sees potential. It sees. It senses that power and that that ability, that, that latent ability. Like that's and like I said, I don't think they'll ever go into. I, I don't think see why they would have to go into it. You know what I mean? Because it's very much just like, oh, it chose her. Like you know, it should be written off as destiny, right? Um, like a destiny. That that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, but I, I think I, 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 I like don't to give think the, of the stones as like their own beings, but they really are. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in a way, yeah. I mean, they they represent core like concepts you know mm-hmm. what i mean um and like i said because her powers involve the mind boom you know there you go. um it just makes sense yeah um one thing i do want to say about this episode and just like a fun little piece of trivia um as they're going through the um like wanda's life and they have the scene where wanda's at the avengers compound and she's like cleaning her room or whatever. You see the Malcolm in the Middle playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, in earlier in the episode, you see when her dad opens like the briefcase of DVDs. That's like essentially contraband. You see the first season of Malcolm in the Middle in the um, in the briefcase. And the the thought process here is like, oh, these are all the shows she watches. Kids, they're comforting. That's why she kind of based the show WandaVision around them. Um, fun note. That I, I think I learned on Reddit, um, Malcolm Middle only came to DVD for season one, mm-hmm. and so she may have watched season one and never seen any of the other uh, episodes because they only went to streaming services. Uh. So she, decades later, is finishing her her watch through of Malcolm the Middle. Mm-hmm. Um, she like she, yeah, I just think that's I think that's a cool thing. Like she has the first season. As a kid, she enjoyed it enough to base an episode of, you know, her fake reality off of it. And she was able to finish it up as an adult and, like, see that closure. Yeah. Um, but I think that 
the events of this episode. Um, I don't want to say it retroactively makes Age of Ultron better, because it doesn't at all. <laughs> um, I think it makes Age of Ultron more interesting. Yeah. Um, and it fleshes out a lot of... Um, Obviously, it fleshes out a lot of a lot of Wanda's story. I know earlier in the episode, this episode, you said you know Wanda has one of the most tragic stories, and yeah, she does. Um, before WandaVision, like, yeah, her parents died. Yeah, uh, her brother died, and like that was about it. Like, and we Vision, never got anything. Too. Well, yeah, okay, Vision. Yeah, sorry, 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 Vision. Um, but we never got anything like deep sur- under the surface with her, like her personality, her character. Like, she was very much like a secondary or tertiary character you know what i mean and like all like things but also like the thing about her too is that all we knew about her was that she has lost and i for think, sure i no. think that also like, is what makes her really tragic too is that like we don't know anything about her and like her love mm-hmm. of sitcoms and all, like we didn't know these things until the show mm-hmm. but we did what we did know about yeah. her was that she was just a very sad character yeah and like the sokovia cores are because of her which leads to civil war um like, yeah, we like we know, like, obviously she's dealt with great loss. And, like, I'm not trying to discount that at all. But, like, again, we didn't know anything about her. Yeah. Um, and I think this episode, better than anything else in the show, gives us or gives her a personality beyond her loss. Um, but while also tying her loss into her personality, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She's someone who very much just is longed or longing to belong she you know and the avengers were like that for a little bit but i mean obviously they had conflict with civil war um she's just looking for someone to or like she wants to be um safe you know she's she's a refugee she's a, a refugee of a war you know she's and she finds herself experimented on and betrayed that way and then thrust into being a hero like a villain at first then a hero like she just wants to be she wants to love and be loved and I think that really sums up like the entire series and it does it in this show or in this episode specifically because we see her path and we never really saw the chemistry between her and Vision like before he died. Like we did a little bit but it wasn't wasn't enough again because they were both kind of tertiary characters mm-hmm. and like we get to see them when they first moved to the compound together and like the way that you know they're both outsiders he's a synthesoid there's literally no one like him in the world um he's worth billions of dollars because of what he's made of he he feels isolated and alone and she feels the same way and you see these two outsiders come together and then end up finding themselves on opposite sides of the civil war and that leads into you know infinity war and endgame where she ends up losing him Mm -hmm. um so I think this really paint like this episode in particular paints a really good picture of Wanda in a way that like maybe we have like an outline drawing this color colors her in a lot more yeah in a way that in a way that is true to her character while exploring her grief and loss and pain but also not making that her defining characteristic like she's also a strong person and she's very self sufficient yeah she is remember in Civil War when Vision cooked her a Sokovian meal. Because he was trying mm-hmm. to keep her in the compound so that she didn't do anything yeah. silly. And then she got mad at yeah. him for it. But he was still just trying to be sweet. Yeah. Sweet boy. Um, yeah. yeah. I like that. <laughs> I, I, did, I forgot about that until you just mentioned it. But yeah, it's it's stuff like that that like we got little tastes of. Like little of, tastes of you know, it. Before. Yeah, we didn't really yeah. see it. 
Um, which is and why I'm is... really glad that like they are doing these like mini shows for Disney Plus to see a lot of the side mm. characters. Like I know you said that like you don't really give a shit about <laughs> uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I do, and I'm yeah. so excited for that because I want to see more Bucky Barnes. Um, yeah, I, Bucky. I like. I I'll pop, will I end up watching it? Yeah, probably. But like, am I jonesed for it? No, not the I way think... Wandavision. No, like yeah. when they announced like their plans for Phase Four, um, Wandavision and Multiverse of Madness were my top two, like mm-hmm. far and away. I wanted them to do something weird, um, because Marvel has. I mean, they've worked in different genres, but it's always been Marvel. You know what I mean? And for a lot of Wandavision so far, it's felt very not Marvel. Right. Um, until like towards the end and then with multiverse matters like hey we're making basically a horror movie i was like yeah fuck me up let's go let's do it um so yeah i don't like and i think that these the way that these shows are structured allow uh without being like a big cast you know like with avengers movies like there's just too many people it allows for these more intimate moments and like these these learning these chances to learn about the character and how who they are as people as opposed to what role they fit in the machine that is the Avengers or their universe, you know? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else from this episode. Um, this is where we like got to actually see Hayward and what he was doing with the body and see that she didn't mm, actually right. take the body. So then you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, Hayward, you son of a bitch. How did you doctor that like doctor that video? Why'd you show it to everybody? You're fucking awful. Mm-hmm. I hate you. Um mm-hmm. and then you see her drive into Westview, um, and you see all the characters that she has starred in her mm-hmm. sitcom just doing everyday things. Um yeah. and the scene where she rides up to the house, this like or this empty lot basically pulls out a deed and has a little heart on it that says, um, to grow old in the yeah. like from vision. I just started crying and I was like, this is so like, again, to what you were saying is that we didn't get to see these moments, but like thinking that like vision before he died, before they knew that he was going to die, like he gifted her this for them and like seeing her go here after like going to his body, not feeling him realizing like, yeah, Mm -hmm. he really is gone. Like she had just woken up from the blip and everybody else is waking up, but not her partner. Because she, you know, it's just, it's so sad. And like, and yeah, that's like, that's what happened. Her, her literally her grief is what started this. She's just, it, it's a way for her to kind of repress everything and deal with it in her own way, which ended up hurting other people. But mm-hmm. she didn't really want to acknowledge that in the moment because it was anything that would like make her feel comfortable again and make her feel normal um to make her own vision and to put herself in a sitcom and and yeah and that happened yeah it's yeah it's um i think that's again one of the more touching moments like they had a plan you know um after fucking i guess i'm I'm curious when the (laughs) division bought this house (laughs) (laughs) because they they are on the opposite sides of the war in civil war and they end up splitting off in infinity war and like they're meeting in secret but they're he's living overseas if i remember correctly or she's living one of them's living overseas yeah no she is she no 
fuck? I don't remember. They, um, so they at the end of of Civil War after like um the the big fight or whatever, like they do link yeah. back up and like they talk and I think they realize like there it's just a lot of really miscommunication things happening. So yep. I'm sure that there was a good period of time for them to like do their thing. Be a couple. Okay, because like, yeah, like in Infinity Reward, they're like they're separated, right? And then he dies. Yeah. <laughs> when when was this house bought? They they weren't separated because remember at the beginning of Infinity War, she was with him in like Germany or Pro- they, yeah, somewhere. Like, or somewhere. Like, yeah, they but were like together. she was sneaking off. Yeah, yeah, they were being. But they also they both went off the grid. Remember, like they both were like not yeah. answering their phone calls because they were trying to not be a part of yeah. what was happening um a lot of them were trying to go off the grid because of fury and everything that happened like yeah they didn't want to get in trouble so they were probably you know i think they probably had a lot of time actually together of just like hiding and doing their own thing because <laughs> apparently going house hunting in new jersey <laughs> yeah apparently um, <laughs> that, that's the thing that throws yeah. me is like that you see them you know you see them over in europe and then like they bought a land plot in jersey <laughs> and had time to design a house and get contractors started on Stop. It. he was just being sweet was no being no it's boy. super it's but super also, cute but, but i'm just trying think to think about it uh isn't the avengers compound in like jersey it's in fucking new york <laughs> oh it's in new york well it's not yeah, far it's, it's new not york. far at least that way they could no, still, like have a home not far from everything they probably yeah. thought it out they probably no, I, I know. I, I just, I, I just like, you know, trying to figure out the timing. Like, the it, like frame, yeah. don't get me wrong. It's a super cute, like, like idea of him, like, for us to grow old together. Because I, I like to think that he surprised her with it, mm-hmm. um, because of the way it's phrased. And you know, I mean, that the part where she like makes the hex is, it's sad because yeah, she's just she has lost everything and then lost five years of her life. The world has moved on kind of um and he's the only one that can't come back yeah you know like and there's no way for him to and everyone is happy or happy-ish again because their loved ones are back and she's just stuck and suffering mm-hmm. and <clears throat> she's tired of it and so like that whole moment is yeah very emotional and very sad mm-hmm. um yeah and then that kind of just gets like ripped apart by Agatha clapping and being like, all right, you still aren't really telling me what I want to hear. And this is, I guess, what I was talking yeah. about when I was saying that, like, it really was Wanda all along where, like, I know that Agatha did mm-hmm. pull some strings, but like, truly, mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious, was Agatha in the neighborhood, like, just happened to be in the neighborhood? Or did she feel this, like, power in the world and, like, make her way over there to, like get into this yeah. situation because that's what she wanted like she she really like yes she did pull some strings but truly it really was just wanda trying to do her sitcom and live happy and like do her own mm-hmm. thing and that's all all agatha wanted was to see how she used that power get that power from her find out if she truly was the scarlet witch um you know like she was just really trying to like figure it out, I think. And like mm-hmm. I'm just curious, like, was she already in the neighborhood or was she like, oh shit, something's happening? Yeah, I I wish they would have kind of explained that more. My my thought process is she was kind of she drawn to it, like she sensed the energy, like the magical energy. Um 
because for her to just conveniently be in this random city in or like town in Jersey is a little too much mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, to suspend my disbelief on. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I wish they would have kind of gone into that. That's another one of like the criticisms I have with the show. Yeah. Um, and with Agatha. There's in so general, many just like, mis- like questions about Agatha. There, I have so many questions. Yeah, and. And I like I think she's going to come back, but I don't know how much they're going to be able to answer. And like uh, again, like a year and a half or a little mm-hmm. over a year out, how much am I going to care anymore? Right. You know what I mean? You're going to have to um, rewatch. God, I God, I wish this. I wish Multiverse was coming out like this summer or this yeah. fall. I really do. But it's I get it. COVID. Like I would rather people be safe, obviously, than you know watch my watch my action figures slam into each other. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's just a bummer. Yeah, um, and then. We just get Agatha again with the boys, and she makes a comment where she's like, "Leave the boys alone," and she's like, "Oh, your boys, your husband, you know." And that's when I was like, "They're not real." Like the kid, like mm. I had a kind of a feeling that maybe they were gonna come out with her, and I was like, "I was like," at that moment in time when she made that comment, I was like, "Those boys are not real. They they ain't coming out of this." I'm sorry, Wanda. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, she calls her the Scarlet Witch for the first time, which is really cool. Um, and then the mm-hmm. episode ends like right then and there. Um, but again, we get that mm-hmm. we do get the vision. So he does take Vision's body. They take the the um, drone that they sent in that has her chaos magic and uses that as a as the Mind Stone ish. Like uses that as like a as like a catalyst to jumpstart yeah. him essentially. Um, but we and you see Vision like wake up and he's all white and I think they said that in the comics the reason for that is because he doesn't have like feelings and emotions like the regular Vision so mm-hmm. he, that's why he's like discolored and not like um like he just doesn't look life like he looks lifeless basically um mm-hmm. so we're like scary what's gonna happen um which we can we can just jump into the last recap if you want um to wrap that up and talk about yeah, the, for the sure. finale. Um, so yeah, let's do that. The series finale, episode nine, um, which came out March 5th. Oh my God, yesterday. Why does it feel like it came out like yeah. three days ago? Um, well, when we're recording. Anyway, so Agatha attempts to take Wanda's chaos magic, but is interrupted by the white vision who tries to kill Wanda before her vision um, intervenes. So the two visions fight throughout Westview while Agatha frees the residents of Westview from Wanda's control and they all come pleading to Wanda and they convince her to open up the barrier um, so they can escape. Um, But she stops when her vision and the twins begin to disintegrate. Um, But not before Hayward and the sword people enter. Um, Monica frees Pietro, who is actually actor Ralph Boner um, from Agatha's control and then helps the twins stop sword. The, our vision restores White Vision's memories. Uh, Wanda places magical runes around the barrier that prevent Agatha from using her magic, and Wanda traps her as Agnes in the town. Uh, Wanda says goodbye to Vision and the twins before collapsing the barrier and then goes into hiding. In a mid credit scene, Hayward is arrested while Monica is informed by a Skrull that a friend of her mother's wants to meet. And then in a post credit scene, Wanda is studying in the dark hold in her astral form when she hears the twins cry for help. Um, yeah, that was an episode. Um, 
I this is thought... the most Marvel feeling episode. Yes. Um, yes. For better or for worse. I um, think for worse in the sense, and I'm my thing is just because I didn't hate. I think a lot of people thought the episode was underwhelming, and I didn't. I thought a lot happened, and I thought it was very. There was a lot of meaningful like endings mm-hmm. and ties, but it was a lot of like punch fight punch this uh Mm -hmm. there's so much happening and it's non-stop and things are just nothing's oh my god it's a lot uh and that's how i felt watching this episode (laughs) same yeah and that's kind of what i mean by like it it feels the most marvel yeah um it's very action heavy and just a lot of i'm gonna shoot my super laser at you i'm gonna shoot my super laser at you (laughs) um which is fine it is what it is it's just it the rest of the show just is very much not that um so, which was kind of a nice break, honestly. Um, again, it makes the the show was a lot more intimate that, because of that. But yeah, it had to do it eventually. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be Marvel if they didn't. Um, yeah. The the whole vision and vision thing stressed me out. It's just a lot that they had. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Like, I know that like this is Marvel's way of being like, now we have another vision. But like, mm-hmm. did that need to happen? Like, did they need to like? revive this vision just for one episode half the episode these two beings to like fight each other like couldn't we have just focused on on wanda and agatha maybe doing a really cool thing there um i don't know yeah i i agree with you um again it sucks because like we don't know what's gonna happen next and like white vision to me is yeah obviously their way of like bringing the vision back um and like what's actually happening with that because the conditional vision right like her vision did touch him opened up his mind to the past and i don't really know Mm -hmm. if that still he he is very he's aware of everything but does that still allow Mm. him to feel the way that the old vision did like we don't know that i don't i don't think so to me it just opened the memories and but he has no emotional connection to them um so like and like at the end of the episode, White Vision just kind of is gone. Like, right. we don't like, know what, what happened, the fuck to him. happened to him. To, to me, like, he is going off to kind of uh, figure out his place in the world, um, which is a boring AI trope. Yeah. Um, yeah, very much. But I'm curious, like, hey, does this, you know, if depending on the stats of Billy and Tommy at the end of Multiverse of Madness is like he start like a young Avengers branch as like their mentor. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I kind of wish that white vision never existed. Yeah, I um, I, I think the loss of vision was good and needed and like a Paul Bettany's obviously, uh, yeah, is off obviously an awesome actor incredible but like i'm okay with like being done with the vision um he's kind of served his purpose narratively um he was you know the keeper of the mind stone and then he was the his death was wanda's motivation for her the continuation of her story um i don't know that we need him anymore right yeah and yeah and yeah it it would have taken away from all the smashy smashy of the finale to like not have him um because i think the fight between agatha and wanda was neat um and i think they could have done a lot more with it had they not had to do like the cgi of vision and the explosions with the vision fight and stuff like that um yeah i did i did like the conversation about the boat though the philosophical debate i think that was an interesting i mean 
if not predict uh, interesting if not predictable way to kind of talk about vision um yeah but i still thought it was neat that like and it like it very much was played to vision's character of like explain like what you mean here like elaborate um just like that very robotic uh vision that we kind of had at the beginning when he was first introduced as a character um yeah i don't know i think i'm glad we're on the same page though as far as like vision goes yeah um i i want to pose a question Mm -hmm. so actor ralph boner um which we get revealed no it is not evan peters pietro i mean you know um quicksilver there is no multiverse thing happening here he is truly just an actor and her her husband ralph um do we think uh that ralph is the missing person because um they throughout the episode for the from the, the reason that jimmy came to westview in the first place mm-hmm. was because of a missing person and they have mentioned yep. the missing person many times yep i had the belief that the missing person was important at the beginning of the series and now i am of the belief that missing person was a plot device to get jimmy involved Mm. and also demonstrates the significance of wanda's ability to completely create this alternate reality where people who would normally check in with people outside uh are just not and they have no desire to but at least like a conscious desire to because like in my in my head i've made a timeline now Mm -hmm. where it's like this happened she created this this hex in this universe and it's not like they directly found out like the same day that it happened they found out Mm -hmm. like seven days later like something like that exactly so in my head i'm theorizing that this happened um agatha had hearings or felt a big power shift with magic saw what was going on knew that she like she came in and then she like needed somebody again to mess with Wanda, but didn't have she couldn't actually have Pietro's body like she assumed. So she mm. got some actor man, put him into the hex, and I guess like maybe she clouded him to where she couldn't be affected by Wanda's thoughts and such. I don't know. And then that is like the reason they have like a missing person i don't know i that's like i'm i'm making my own conclusions in my head yeah because i want to know like who the missing person was like they made it a point to talk about it i think the missing person like i said is just was just a plot device to get jimmy there um i don't think it's actually important um even though i felt that way before um I get the beginning of the show. I think it was just a, hey, this is the severity because no one is responding. We can't get in or out. Like, this is isolated. And obviously, that's going to draw attention. And it just happened to draw the attention of the FBI because of a witness protection person and therefore Jimmy. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything to read beyond that. Unfortunately, I think it would have been cool if, like, um, yeah, if maybe, like, not necessarily witness protection, but like if Agatha was a person of interest and she happened to live in Westview and they're like, Hey, we can't monitor her. We're worried that she did something. You know what I mean? Um, obviously they couldn't do that. say that at the very beginning of the show, but they could have like, like, Hey, there's a person of interest in Westview. Uh, we've lost all contact. Like we need to send Jimmy. Um, Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see the witness protection thing like tied in more, but I honestly don't think it matters. Yeah. I think that it's just, 
just a thing just a thing yeah um as as far as like the reveal of like uh ralph boner um like i think it's fine like i understand people are upset that there's no multiverse but like you gotta fucking chill you know (laughs) um and again i think this is one of the problems with uh you know this weekly thing. Let's this weekly schedule lets people get their fan theories out of out of whack and go crazy. Um, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was fine. Like because had they recasted Aaron Taylor Johnson, the question then arises: Oh, why does somebody who looks exactly like Pietro live in Westview? Yeah. No, you I know, mean like I get I, I they, get it, and I I know. Yeah, they were definitely. I mean, they knew what they were doing. Like, oh, 100%. they knew what they were doing. Like, 100%. <laughs> but I'm not, I don't hate it. Was it literally you know? j- yeah. It's just an Easter egg. It's just, it was just, it was a red herring, and it's fine. Yeah. Like, guys, we're going to get the X-Men eventually. Slow your fucking roll. Um, like, I think this is a good time for me to bring up um, the question that I wanted to ask you earlier. Do you mm-hmm. think with the weekly schedules uh, and things like that popping up, um, do you think that fan theories ruin the experience no no i don't think it ruins the experience i think they you know it's the same problem with any sort of fandom and it's one of the biggest problems i have with fandom culture is just like you gotta fucking temper your expectations, expectations. dude yeah um, i think that's like it's the exactly same thing it's the same thing with like nintendo directs like everyone's like they're gonna announce metroid prime 4 bayonetta 3 super smash brothers ultimate 2 mario odyssey 2 and breath of the wild 2 all today it's like no they're not (laughs) and when they don't people get mad right so the reason why i thought about this because like after the the finale i was satisfied Mm -hmm. i i you know i definitely wanted some fisto i had all these theories and i wanted things to happen that didn't happen but the show still mm. ended really well the episode was good and like the way that they wrapped up the show was really meaningful and like it felt good so like for me mm-hmm. i could separate the fan theories to just being like well that was fun and like i'm glad i had this theory where like i think i think back to like the season the last season of game of thrones uh, where like we had so many fan theories for many years that didn't come true um that i think ruined the show for us in that aspect but also because the show just was just it didn't they did bad. a really bad job with it so i think there's like a difference there in like um expectations but also like still having a satisfying closure i think does that make sense i think she was like no i i i totally understand what you mean i think fan theories serve an important role in shows like this or game of thrones because it keeps people engaged and talking about it and like that's what you know tv studios want they want people engaged and talking about it but like again you need to check your expectations at the door mm-hmm. you know what i mean um i think with with something like game of thrones like yeah they just shit the bed on the last season like it's not even like oh my fan theories didn't come true it's like hey you completely like changed characters personalities and it felt rushed the pacing was bad like it wasn't I mean, yes, the story beats were also not great, but like it was, people weren't mad because their fan theories didn't come true. People were mad because it just wasn't good. Right, was, like the was quality shitty, was yeah. bad. And I feel like a lot of people are mad about the last episode of WandaVision for the opposite reason. Um, they're mad because their fan theories didn't come true. Like, oh, well, we wanted Mephisto. We were expecting Reed Richards to be the astrophysicist. Like, hey, you need to check those expectations at the door. Yeah. Like, it's not 
And like before the last episode came out, the director um, came out and was like, hey, people are going to be disappointed because this fan theory is not happening. And the fact that people have to come out and say that like before, like they're they should like people see the finale of like this piece of work they've been working on for probably years. They like they're worried about disappointing people because it's not going to meet their expectations. Like that's kind of fucked up. Like it's one thing if like a move like i'm super stoked for the new dune movie if that ends up being a bad movie like okay like that's a bummer but like i'm not it's different when like there's just not good quality versus not getting what i want out of it right and the internet is so fixated on leaks and you know theories and fucking youtube thumbnails with (laughs) red arrows and red circles and shit it's just like it just dry it just makes this perpetual cycle of hyping things up in fan theories and speculation and while that's fun to like partake in like i i definitely do it i i have a i text one of my friends from back home all during wandavision about what we think is going to happen like but like we're okay if it doesn't because and like you need to be like that if not you're never gonna fucking enjoy anything yeah yeah i don't know no like i have very strong feelings about like (laughs) fandom and stuff like that and just like how fucking toxic fandom is i think that Um, was a big thing that like as soon as i saw the director tweeting i was like okay temper those expectations Mm -hmm. you know like we whatever happens happens and it's gonna be a fulfilling ending and it was like it felt very fulfilling like the whole the literally the ending like just like besides everything that happened with agatha and like making her into agnes just the the closing of the hex like her saying goodbye to vision and the boys like that was so emotional for me and like it felt like the theme of grief and like coming to terms like really did feel like a full circle there um and telling Mm -hmm. a, a story an emotional story that like also ended up being a superhero story but it was an emotional like it was an emotional journey yeah. and i really enjoyed that no I completely agree with you, and especially, like, leading up, like, so, like, what, February 19th is when episode 7 came out, so that was a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. a few weeks before the finale. When it got to the point where, like, we hadn't seen any signs of Mephisto or Doctor Strange or the X-Men or anything, it's like, you want them to cram all of this in, two, like, less than two hours? Right. Like, you guys understand how, and, like, if they had done that, people would have been like, oh, the pacing was bad. It's like, guys, you need to understand, like, there is, like how to tell a story like there is structure and that's what makes storytelling good it's like you can subvert that structure every once in a while but like there's a reason we've been using three act and five act structure for fucking ever it's because that's how it works yeah yeah like it's good that way that's a reason why tropes exist and archetypes exist because that shit works and people are so want to just cram everything in like there was no fucking way we were getting fantastic four x-men and mephisto all all in in this like yeah no fucking way maybe like maybe like oh yeah possibly at the beginning of the season like when we were like we didn't really know where it was going but like once you reach the halfway points like guys they can't they're 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 gonna cram so much shit in here that it's not gonna have any meaning and it's just yeah i yeah i don't know like i said i have a lot of feelings about fan (laughs) theories and stuff um what i want to say and like i kind of hinted at um Hayward, or I wanted to talk about Hayward because I have a lot of feelings about Hayward. Hayward sucks shit as Hayward a character. Hayward sucks ass. Not even that, like, he's, like, a bad dude, but, like, he just sucks as a character. Yeah. He has no motivation. No. Whatsoever. Besides like, money. Oh, I, I like, want, yeah. I, well, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I want the vision back because he's a weapon. Uh, all right. Neat. 
<laughs> like that's <laughs> you are you have the emotional depth of a fucking bath drain yeah. my dude um yeah he's just he's boring he's so boring and like the last the only scene that cat dennings is in in this episode is she fucking plows into him with a funnel kick truck and <laughs> <laughs> the dude just sits there until the cop shows up he doesn't try to get out and run away right yeah that's <laughs> like the, the, the mid credit scene is them arresting him it's like hello, H- hello? <laughs> you didn't try to leave <laughs> like uh, yeah um yeah so like i fucking hate hayward i hate it, it again it falls in that very common marvel problem of like hey your villain kind of sucks shit <laughs> and isn't interesting um yeah, I thought the the scenes with um, when like the townspeople are waking up and like real like starting to move towards Wanda, um, I thought that was, scene was really cool mm-hmm. because like, hey, she fucked up a lot of people. This it is was your a fault. lot tamer than I think it would have actually been in real life. Like, oh, they just yeah, slowly like, walk over there, like, hey, I, I have a kid, and can you get like, can you do this for me? And yeah, uh, like, hey, uh, yeah. actually, and I'm just like, girl, if that were me, I'd be like, bitch the fuck yeah flying <laughs> yeah like no i thought i thought the same thing i thought the same thing um and then like she just ends up like eating away at the end and like i get that, like she's super strong and no one could realistically stop her but like they don't even try no they don't i think what was what was i i did like the end scene of her and monica because she she is walking past everybody and everybody's looking at her like well, i mean what are they gonna do like they what yeah, are they gonna no, do with scarlet witch it. but like everybody's yeah. just staring at her and she knows she's like like all these people will hate me forever but i don't mm-hmm. think they'll ever understand really like what happened or i mean that's a lot of times that's what grief can do and like depression and loss mm-hmm. will do to somebody is that they end up hurting other people because they don't know how to deal with 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 their emotions but, and i mean this is obviously a very <laughs> grandiose scale of that um yeah. but i think it's the same concept i i think like even just like the mention of any sort of um um god what's the i had the word um just any sort of acknowledgement of like punishment for what she had done like even just being like you have to like you can't just walk away like anybody saying that would have done something for me as far as like acknowledging that she fucked up and should like have consequences i mean that's literally what happened at the end of civil war is that like they all went into hiding and none of them took the accountability that tony tried to set yeah. up in civil war which i will listen i i understand both sides but i do think yeah. that super beings need to be kept in check sometimes and that is why i was on team tony um yeah. for civil war and the same thing as like the, a lot happened here and you can't really hold her accountable because what are you gonna what, she's scarlet witch what are you gonna do yeah you know? yeah I, and like i said i get that it's just any sort of mention of accountability would have been, would have, nice. been yeah. would have done something for me yeah like the cops being like hey you can't just leave and she's like i've i'm, I'm out like, like or even her her even saying like how are you gonna stop me or and even leaving. like like the fa- monica could have been like you know you know i i hear you and i know mm. you've been through but like what are you gonna do for these people and monica was just like mm-hmm. monica was just like yeah i get it yeah, I would have done the same thing. It's like okay, thing. and it's like so oh, you're all bad people. <laughs> the implications uh, that that has. Yeah, um, I do want to say at the end credit scene, which again 
the scroll popped up. Which one? Duh. Um, I don't. That one. Like I said, it was cool to see the scroll because I was like, I called it. I know that they were scrolls. I just know it. Um, but the mm. one with Wanda studying Darkhold. First of Real all, quick, before we go to the oh, no, no, no. before we jump mm-hmm. to the Wanda one, when they went into the theater and like the camera kind of turned to face Monica and then turned back to face what would be a scroll i thought fury was gonna be sitting in one of the seats oh, that would have been cool <laughs> of the theater and like hey we need to fucking talk yeah. uh, <laughs> i think that's what it was because it says uh, a friend of her mother's wants to meet i think it's mm-hmm. i think it's fury i think that's what they're implying is that they're gonna fly her up into space to go well no, i him. i think they're gonna straight up talk to captain marvel oh i don't think she no because it says a friend of her mother's wants to meet and she has a lot of feelings about Captain Marvel. So I, I think it's Fury. Yeah. I think it's Fury because the scrolls are working directly with Fury. Mm. So I think I think yeah. it's Fury is what they're talking about. Because technically she has Fair. met him before, but while she was a kid. We don't mm. know if they've seen each other yeah. since he went up into That's space fair. at the end um there and yeah. like has come back and everything, you know, but uh Yeah. But yeah, I thought he was gonna be sitting in, in like the front row of the movie theater seat. That would have been cool. I can't yeah. believe we didn't anyway, get Fury so let's go to- at all. I feel like he needs I'm not to so- pop up at at least uh, one scene so, in every marvel movie or show but that's the, but that that is a question from far from home is like where's fury because you know was he how long has he been a scroll you know yeah. what i mean so like is fury even on earth like is there a fury on earth yeah. right now or no yeah and so i, th- I think that's why they kind of um avoided that because I, it's got to it's gotta take or it's gotta happen in Captain Marvel too. Like there's they've gotta answer that question. Right. So that that also um, the whole scroll thing, I forgot about that. It's like shows you that like that's why Fury is everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You never mm-hmm. really know if it's him or not. Anyway, um yeah, so first of all, seeing Wanda with the with like in this little like farmhouse, I literally was like, Thanos. She's pulling a Thanos. <laughs> She's like out out here <laughs> in a farmhouse where nobody can yeah. bug her, making some tea, mm-hmm. acting like she didn't do shit. Like, all right, Thanos. Um, and then then you see her in the astral form, which would have been, like, I, yes, it would have been cool to see Doctor Strange, but I do, I love that they did that because that was, like, pulled right out of Doctor Strange and, like, she is learning. Mm-hmm. Like, now she she actively knows, like, okay, I am a witch. Like, these are not just magical powers. Like, I am a witch and I can mm-hmm. learn things and, like, I'm already powerful as shit. Like, what else can I do with these power powers? Oh. And also... So on Wikipedia, it says she's studying the dark hold when she hears the twins cry for help. I didn't hear that. Did you hear that? Yeah. How'd you not hear I that? I don't know. I was kind of drunk when I watched the episode. Um, yeah. It's when, like, at the very end, like, as she's reading the dark hold, you hear the twins go, like, Mom, Mom, help. And that's when she looks up. Oh, see, no, I, I didn't catch that. I, just, I was just like, oh, this is really cool. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that... That I'm just confused because again I didn't think they were real, but like there are all these again theories of them being Satan spawn, so, and like maybe they are well, part of uh, they're trapped in in like the book and they're part of Mephisto. I don't know. So here here's here's my thoughts on this. Um, not that you've asked, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. Because I'm, <laughs> like I'm a white not man. like you're on, um, on the podcast for any reason or anything. <laughs> I just wanted I just wanted to do a self deprecation video, but yeah. Um, so, I mean, if we're, if, I mean, obviously we're jumping into multiverses next. Like, that's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and Wanda is confirmed to be in it. Um, there is a, there's got to be another universe where Billy and Tommy were real. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see 
multiverse of madness being you know her going to strange and being like i need to do this and him being like no you don't uh you do not do this and her being like okay i'm gonna do it myself and just yeets (laughs) um and him trying to like follow in her wake of like like trying to figure out how to help her but also stop her um and she plays kind of like it feels to me like they're setting up scarlet witch to kind of be what phoenix is in the comics yeah uh and jean gray as like this this otherworldly like powerful figure who can bring destruction very easily if they wanted to um so yeah i could see them going that route uh for multiverse for sure um she i mean the kids are obviously going to be her priority like if she can get any sort of a semblance of that life back she's going to do it yeah um one thing that i will say here is like it was really and this is something again i read afterwards is like in doctor strange like stephen strange needs to be asleep to astral project and study right right because it requires all his focus she's able to do shit yeah yeah and able to do it and like Agatha even met, mentions at the, uh, in the middle of the episode, like, you're going to be stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme. Right, like, exactly. you have that yeah. ability. Like, you are the Scarlet Witch. And so I think that um, if she does end up coming to Doctor Strange or Doctor Strange goes to her and be like, hey, you need to, you need to cut this out. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to happen where, like, they are going to have to, have, they're probably going to have a showdown at some point. I was about to I say, wait, I was about to say, have they, besides the fight in Endgame, have they ever been in the same no. vicinity oh my god i kind of want to watch that mm-hmm. ending scene to see if they ever like even during the fight come near each other at all because it's like mm-hmm. he should have sensed that she was a magic wielder so, right like so here's and this is where it gets weird because like especially if agatha has the whole oh i sensed the power in westview and so i went to westview because of that um why didn't strain sense it right He's in New York. He's not far unless he's like, you know, unless he just happens to be dimension hopping or planet hopping right. doing whatever the fuck the Sorcerer Supreme does. Um, yeah, so uh, that that raises some questions um, as far as. Um, as far as why he wouldn't notice in like Endgame to like, I guess to me, like she's always done like little one off tricks like it hasn't been these grandiose things. Um like, yeah, she almost killed Thanos by herself, but, I mean, it wasn't like, hey, I made a fucking alternate reality right. level power. Right, right, right. And so I think this was her kind of waking up to that power, and, like, he wouldn't have registered, you know, these little tricks that she was doing, um, and kind of maybe just written it off kind of like, you know, Captain Marvel. Just like, oh, she has power from something, but not, like, identifying it as magic. Right. Um, that, or, like... Do the Sorcerer Supreme, are they aware? Uh, I'm sure they're aware of chaos magic, but, like, how much do they know about it? Is that just, like, a thing that's written in the Darkhold, which, as far as we know, Stephen Strange has never encountered? Um, like, what's his knowledge of chaos magic in the Scarlet Witch? Does he know to be looking for somebody? Right. You know what I mean? Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm excited though. Me too. I'm, I'm like, like I said, like WandaVision and Stephen or uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness are like my top two phase four things. Um, the rest of it I can kind of leave on the table. Yeah, we'll see. For the most part. Um, um, any other thoughts of WandaVision that we want to talk about? Um, before we talk about any other MCU stuff that we're looking forward to? No. 
I think we did a good little recap. I liked. Um, yeah. It was a good show. If I thought every week there was so many little Easter eggs in every episode, I I loved mm-hmm. the whole sitcom. Like they they just Paul Bettany and um um Elizabeth Olsen are just fantastic like i think they did a really good job like as actors to like Mm -hmm. shine in a different light that like marvel lets them usually shine in (laughs) uh Mm -hmm. so i thought that was great i thought Catherine hahn was great um getting all the like side characters that we normally don't get to like see interact Mm -hmm. a lot um we got a whole new superhero monica rambeau introduced shout out to the actress who played monica too i don't know her name off the top of my head but she fucking killed it um tiana paris yeah there is she is great um yeah it was good wandavision was great i'm i'm really glad that that was the first show to air because it it was just so weird at first it was just like Mm -hmm. what is happening and i think i just think they did a really great job with it um i am excited for falcon and the winter soldier being only six episodes long like i feel like it's going to be mm. not as big of a story um because yeah. i don't really think there's a movie that will be tied into this like uh no you know i think i just really like that disney plus is like we're gonna give y'all a little bit of a glimpse into like what these other characters are doing while we're prepping mm. for phase four so that you know where like things set up um yeah for sure so yeah uh thank you for hanging out and talking to me about wandavision um no, thanks for having yeah. me yeah um andrew where can where can people find you uh you can find me on twitter at cogs the well c-o-g-s-t-h-e-w-e-l-l cogs the well we love that yeah. um yeah you can find me on twitter um and all over the web at oakayla um and the Snap is a product of Uppercut, which is a games and media site devoted to punching up through high-quality content that focuses on highlighting marginalized voices and great criticism. You can find Uppercut on all social media at UppercutCrit and UppercutCrit.com. If you want to hang out with us and our various friends to chat about the MCU and more, you can join our Discord server. The link will be in the show notes. And if you enjoy the show, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Um, so I, I still do not have a sign off for the show. Um, one day maybe (laughs) I'll get a, like a little snap or something, um, a little blip tune, but, um, but yeah. Use the, uh, use the snap from the switch uh, (laughs) directs. That's, that's cute. That's fun. (laughs) I should start doing that. Nintendo don't sue me. Um, yeah. So the next episode you will be hearing from me will be the mid season recap of falcon and the winter soldier in the next coming weeks um and if you want to chat more about wandavision or have any discourse again go to discord um or hit me up on twitter because we love to chat about it um so again thank you andrew and um we will yeah we'll catch you on the next episode bye y'all bye